On the morning of the 28th of March 2010, podcaster Alice Poltz travelled to the Welsh town of Blabwyn to record an episode of her travel show, Around with Poltz. Since that day, no one has seen or heard from her. This Mike Prowse solo travel podcast will honour her memory and tap into the true crime thing which is currently proving very lucrative. This episode of the Mike Prowse Solo Travel Podcast is sponsored by National Blood Bank Limited. Whether it's a cupful or 50 gallons, we've got all the blood you need. I'm speaking to you from the hills above Blabwin, looking down at the sleepy Pembrokeshire town. It's hard to believe that it's the site of one of travel podcasting's great mysteries. Since Alice disappeared ten years ago, I've gone through what counsellors call the four stages of grief. Disbelief, that she disappeared. Sorrow, that she hasn't come back. Anger, that she still got my copy of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Regret, that I hadn't even started it. And those of us who were part of the travel podcast community back then can well remember the buzz that surrounded Alice's trip. Me, Sam Parsley and the late Tandy Brewster, high-fiving and a little chef in Wrexham screaming, Palti's doing blabwin! Because the town is legendary. While podcasters vie to visit the most remote or exotic holiday destinations... Blabwin is so uninteresting that no one has ever managed to find anything to say about it. Efforts to come up with a motto in 1993 saw the council settle for Blabwin. We're on most roadmaps. During this true crime special, I won't just be searching for the truth about Alice's disappearance, I'll be combing the streets and pavements of a town so dull that, that once that when they... I'm going to slay the big beast of travel podcasting and find something interesting to say about Blabwin. Mike Browse, the holiday man who does things on his own. Alice Polt was the first travel podcaster. While podcasting as a medium dates back to Jockey Wilson's 58-part look back at his darts career on mini-discs given away with darts monthly, it took quite a while for travel to enter the field, with Alice Polt uploading her first episode in 2005. It was very different to the podcasts we're used to today. She'd edited bits out to make it sound better, and there's not a single episode where her guests had done 12 other podcasts that week. Despite these shortcomings, they offer a fascinating insight into those early days, back when the Mike Prowse solo travel podcast was still confined to magnetic tape and the occasional dub plate. The mid-noughties boom in podcasts took advantage of a comparatively new format, 
the MP3, named after the initials of its inventor, Michael Pearson, and the number of testicles he has. And back in 2005, if you were listening to a podcast, you were probably using a fourth-generation classic iPod. Those of us who were Apple fans at the time can well remember the sense of shock when the world learned of the truly dreadful conditions in China's iPod factories. As soon as Apple discovered what was going on in the factories it had been running for years, the socially responsible company acted quickly, inventing the iPod Shuffle, whose 0.4-ounce weight was less than a tenth of the 4.93-ounce classic iPod, giving workers' arms some much-needed relief over the course of a 13-hour shift. The National Blood Bank Limited. February is a special offer month. Buy two pints of O, two of A and get a pint of the other one for free. Walking around Blabwin Town Centre, you quickly get a sense of its complete lack of distinguishing features. The town's layout is so unmemorable that inhabitants are forced to leave a trail of breadcrumbs behind them wherever they go. Just here in the middle of the square is a handsome Victorian statue depicting no one in particular. And turning this corner, I've come across some water. I can't tell you whether it's a giant lake or a puddle. It's just some water. Often, true crime podcasts don't throw up definitive answers. Solving the mystery of Alice Polt's disappearance is about the journey. It's about applying your journalistic skills to a task which may be insurmountable, but may also be... Oh, hang on, there she is. Oi, Alice! Alice! Turns out, it wasn't her. It was someone wearing a coat a bit like one Alice used to wear. I've got to say, I think the dad went a bit overboard. I was barely even near that pushchair. Alice Polt was a huge influence on my career. It was she who told me that in podcast, the stress is on the first syllable. She also advised me to replace this show's original title, Welcome to the Prowse of Fun, with the Mike Prowse Solo Travel Podcast. I have happy memories of sitting in her kitchen and drinking in her knowledge, which was immense, whilst attempting not to drink in her tea, which was horrendous. The box said English breakfast, but it brought mine back up. The more I see of Blabwin, the more I understand why it drove Paul to disappear. I can feel myself losing my powers of description, like when you lose something. It's hard to say anything about the place. Two years ago, the Lonely Planet Guide to Wales featured the town in a two-page spread, both of them blank. The new edition, however, did expand on this. It has three blank pages. In my true crime search for Alice Polt, I do have one clue in the form of a document she left behind. It's her to-do list and was found among the effects of her flatmate Tandy Brewster after Tandy's recent demise. Pack bag... Make sure Tandy feeds cat properly this time. Get out of seeing prowls next week. Get car fixed. 
and buy this item, there's a later edition. Find garage in Blabwin. Now I've checked and Blabwin has just one garage. Time to go and get some answers. I'm just at Blabwin's only garage and here on the forecourt is Alice's car, exactly where she left it 10 years ago. I asked the garage owner if he still had the keys and here they are. Just unlocking the boot and there, that's my copy of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I know it's mine because I'd accidentally drank a cup of Alice's tea and it's still got my vomit all over it. But why would she abandon her car like this? National Blood Bank Limited. Discount rates for accredited blood magicians, hexologists and users of the plasma curse. Bring your membership card or ceremonial robes. I've come to the town's museum in the hope of finding someone who might have a lead on the case. There are three floors of displays, artefacts and information panels. Of course, Due to Blabwin's lack of distinguishing features, the museum has had to borrow its materials from somewhere more interesting. But I must say it does give a fascinating overview of the history of Nottingham. On arrival, I was greeted by the curator who told me he'd never heard of Alice Polt, before admitting he'd never heard of anyone in Blabwin, including himself. Humbled, I bought a Robin Hood fridge magnet and left. I've just stopped off for a break and I'm beginning to think the legend is true. There is nothing interesting to say about Blabwin. Perhaps there are limits to what I, as a travel journalist, can achieve. I've met my match. So I raise a toast to Blabwin, a town with no points of interest. Cheers. <coughs> The dreadful tea tasted familiar, and as I calmly vomited onto my brand new copy of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, I looked up and saw a woman behind the counter. Alice Polt. The National Blood Bank Limited. Bathe in the blood of Satan. Come, our worshipful master, and scourge us of the filth of humanity in your name. All hail Satan. Alice Polt refused permission for me to record that conversation. I realised that the hideous tea I had just spat all over the table was so uniquely awful it could only have been made by her. Alice told me that she had indeed come to Blabwin ten years ago to record an episode, but the town's profound nothingness had engulfed her to such a degree that she'd forgotten all about it. The next thing she knew, it was three weeks later, and she had a job in a cafe. In response to my questions, Alice said that living in Blabwin was OK, and she told me she had a husband, who she described as a man, and some children, although she was unable to give their names or ages. I tried to reason with Alice, but suddenly I started to think, what's so bad about here? She seems happy enough. Well, certainly not unhappy.
now I've been working in the cafe for a couple of weeks, I've realised that Blabwin is perfectly fine. In fact, it's probably got everything you could ask for. There's the museum, the beautiful statue, the water, the breadcrumbs, and the beautiful statue. There's the museum too, and the breadcrumbs, and the water, and the museum, and the water, and the statue.